Good morning. Welcome to everybody in the room here and to everybody who's tuning in online. I am uh, Jacqueline Zastro, and I'm really excited to share with you this morning the things that God has put on my heart. Uh, before I do that, I want to just invite you to join me in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have this morning to gather together and to hear from you. Um, God, I, I have an outline that I prepared to use this morning, but I want to just invite you to guide this time. God, speak to our hearts and make it obvious to us how we can respond and what each one of us individually can do today to honor you. Amen. So um, this morning, I am going to be sharing about New Day's relationship with the Samburu and Rendili disciples in northern Kenya and how God is working in and through this partnership. Uh, one of the key takeaways from the trip that New Day took to northern Kenya this past January, about a month ago, is that kingdom principles hold true across cultural and geographic boundaries. So that's something that um, I'm hoping I'll be able to show you today. Um, the picture that I have here, I think is a great illustration of some of the cultural and geographic differences. Um, this area of Northern Kenya is pretty close to the equator. So the weather that you see depicted in this picture, sunshine, blue skies, um, this is what they have kind of year round. Uh, the other thing that's pretty noticeable in this picture is the clothing, um, just outward appearances. You can tell that the two men between Aaron and Casey are from a different culture. They, uh, one of them had gotten married the day before this picture was taken, and this is their traditional attire that they would wear for a celebration, um, like a wedding. So uh, we were really excited to see them, have time to visit with them, and learn about some of their traditions, which are very different than um, what we're used to here. So um, let's start with a little bit of background. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. So as disciples of Jesus, we seek to obey this instruction, and um, New Day has two ways in which we do that through this relationship. So the first is encouraging and supporting the Semburu and Rendili disciples as God uses them to make new disciples in Africa. Um, and they're doing that in a really big way. So um, throughout this area, there are disciples of Jesus who are, are going out, sharing with uh, people that have never heard of Jesus before and making new disciples. And so we can be part of that by encouraging them and supporting them. The second way that we are seeking to obey this command from Jesus is by learning and practicing how to make disciples in central Wisconsin. And we can do that by following the examples that we see in scripture 
And in this relationship with the Samburu and Randili, we can see how they're applying um, those lessons from scripture in their context and how we can translate that here as well. Um, it was in uh, 2021 that New Day was introduced to the Samburu and Randili disciples through Lifeway Global. And since that time, we've participated in three trips to Northern Kenya to visit with these people and get to know them and you know, learn from them and encourage them. Uh, so the, the couple things I noted. Uh, today, I'm really excited to share uh, some of the evidence really that uh, we've seen about how God has worked here in central Wisconsin as we've built this relationship, as well as in Kenya through, through this partnership. Um, so I do want to share a section of scripture uh, to give you an example of kind of the way that this can look. Uh, reading from the book of Acts, chapter 16, uh, before we read this, I would just ask that you imagine yourself in this situation. Put yourself in the shoes of Luke, maybe, who's narrating the account, or of Paul, who shares a message, or of Lydia, who's a woman who hears and responds. And I'm going to read this just the way that it would be told in some of the oral traditions that are used uh, in northern Kenya. So Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 13. On the Sabbath, we went a little way outside of the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. We sat down to speak with some of the people who had gathered there, and one of them was Lydia. She was a woman who sold expensive purple cloth and who worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her husband were baptized, and she asked us to be her guests. If you agree that I'm a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. So what I see happening here in this passage is, first of all, prayer. They're going to a place where they already know that prayer is happening. Um, and then the second thing that I see is that the Lord opened Lydia's heart. It wasn't somebody in this group of apostles that convinced her of something. It was God that opened her heart. And then she responded, not only by being baptized and making a decision, but then by taking action and inviting people to come and stay in her home. So, um, you know, she, she listened, God opened her heart, and she responded. It sounds similar to what we do uh, here at New Day. We, we listen to God's word, we reflect, and we, we respond and find ways that we can take action in obedience. So I want to get into some uh, things that we saw in northern Kenya, some evidence of how uh, God is working in this relationship. Before we went to Kenya in January, the week before we left, I had um, this thing happen that was really impactful. So I was here on a Sunday morning doing the regular pattern of, you know, listening and reflecting and making this I will statement. And my I will statement that God put on my heart 
the week before we left was to go back to my prayer journals and look at what I had prayed for and see if I could identify ways that God had answered the prayers so that when I went, you know, on this trip to Kenya, I would have some fresh testimonies of what God had done in my life um, through prayer. So I went home that week and I have probably five or six prayer journals on a bookshelf and I just grabbed one at random, this one right here. And when I opened it up, what I discovered is that it was the prayer journal that I started the first time I ever heard about the Simburu and Rendili people. So that felt like so crazy to me that I was about to go back there and this was the random prayer journal that I grabbed. Um, as I looked at the prayers that I prayed in February of 2022, what I started to see is that most of them had been answered. And I'm going to give you two examples um, of how God answered those prayers. So the first one um, was, and this was, I was on a call with LifeWay Global. They do a Wednesday morning prayer call every Wednesday where they pray for unreached people groups. And they have people who are working among those groups that come and share and give specific prayer requests. So that's the context in which I got these prayer requests. And I'll just say, if anybody wants to do something like that, participate in one of those prayer calls, I'd love to get you connected with that. It's been a great experience for me. So the first prayer point um, that I'm going to mention that was shared with me on that call, February 2022, is that they would have trained and empowered teams of indigenous people among the Semburu. So um, here's some evidence of how God answered that prayer. So in the, in the corner on this picture, you actually see a, a picture of my journal where it says, um, you know, trained, needs for Semburu, February 2022, trained and empowered DMM teams of indigenous people. This is a picture of Pastor Aaron with his discovery group on a day that we did a full day of training with a room full of indigenous people who have been trained in making disciples. So this is a huge huge answer, answer to prayer. Some of the people in this room walked four hours that morning to come to this training or fellowship time with us. Um, they have attended other trainings where they, they walk four hours, they get up at 6 a.m. to start at 10 a.m. so that they can learn together how to make disciples. Um, before we went in January, you all had the opportunity to contribute some funds for a training center, and that will help, uh, you know, further answer this prayer that they have, because that training center will provide an opportunity for these people when they walk four hours to have a training session and then be able to stay overnight in dorms. Um, they'll still have to walk a long distance potentially, even though this is a more centrally located location but it'll be much easier for them to continue to have that time of fellowship, encouragement, and training. Uh, the next prayer that I saw answered from, from my prayers starting in February 2022 is that existing churches would embrace DMM strategy. 
this is something that for me is um, really close to my heart because I think here in central Wisconsin, we have so many traditional churches and um, seeing the opportunity there to engage them in something that we could do together to help reach those large numbers of people in Marathon County who don't yet know Jesus is exciting. So in, in Kenya, um, the first example is uh, a picture here. Here's the prayer from my prayer journal that we would pray for existing churches to embrace DMM strategy for reaching Samburu people in 2022. Uh, the, that was in February. And then in January 2024, you see a picture of a blackboard. This uh, was taken, I believe, in Karari um, in a church building. Pastor William is the pastor of this church, and his church has completely embraced this idea of following Jesus' example to make multiplying disciples. Um, this is, they've written out the DMM strategy, and then they've also taken a step um, in the far left corner of this picture. It's a little hard to see, but they've actually identified their core villages and then villages that they want to go out and reach using this strategy. So they've got this right there in their building so that when they gather, they're reminded of their goal and how they're going to work, um, let God work through them to multiply disciples. The next picture is related to the same prayer point. Um, and this is another pastor. This is Pastor Joel that's pictured with uh, Pastor Aaron there. This is in a village called Katruni. And Pastor Joel, when we were there, was so excited. His church is more newly involved. Um, but he talked to us about how Sabaya, who's in the red shirt in the middle on this picture, and um, Peter Lacoyan, who's in the other red shirt, <laughs> um, they came to, they just, they came to his existing traditional church and talked to him about how they were seeing multiplication of disciples by going out and talking with people, doing discovery Bible studies. And he received that um, conversation and built a relationship with them. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about what's happening in Katruni as well. Um, but another example of the traditional church, this really embracing this, um, which is something that I'd been praying for um, for a couple of years. So now um, the next thing I want to share is how I've seen this uh, impact New Day. So this relationship isn't just about us praying for them and encouraging them and being a part of what's happening where they multiply disciples in Northern Kenya. This is about what God is doing here as we step out in obedience as well. So um, just a few examples of things that have happened as we've increased prayer, as, as we've observed the impact of prayer in this multiplying movement in Northern Kenya, we've taken steps to do that here. Um, so there's a picture of Faye and I, by the prayer gathering sign, every Tuesday, starting last spring, we've had people who are connected with New Day meeting for a time of prayer. And we pray for each other, and we pray for New Day, and we pray for our community, and we ask God 
to help us learn to step out in obedience and multiply disciples here in our community. We ask God to open people's hearts, to show us people of peace. Um, and we're praying that there would be a, a big movement of God here. Uh, the picture on the bottom is from Backyard Missions. A lot of you probably are in this picture and have experience with this. This has been an awesome access ministry that New Day has been a part of for many years. And it has um, helped us to build connections with people and just really show God's love in the community. Um, it's been amazing. This last year, we decided to do something different. And it was because of how we've seen um, Lifeway Global do access ministries and do specific prayer around those access ministries. One of the things they have when they do their Catalyst Camp, which is a big training they do, is they have a prayer room where people are in that room praying the entire time the Catalyst Camp is happening. Um, so this past year, we established a prayer team, and we had people who weren't going out and necessarily doing the work on the projects, but were doing the work of Backyard Missions by praying for each of the people we were serving, by praying for the people that were doing the hands-on work, and it was awesome. Um, and I think it helped kind of take some of the relationships to the next level. Um, you know, coming out of this year of Backyard Missions, we, we have somebody who we served for many years, who we prayed for for many years and who we prayed for this year and saw an openness. And now he's invited people to his home to do a discovery Bible study as a result. Um, praise God for that. Uh, so the, the other picture here is of the prayer and fasting booklet. That's something that uh, we did during this trip. Aaron has a really awesome story of how he shared this booklet and the prayers uh, that we prayed uh, for Sabaya when we were in Kenya. Um, Sabaya was one of the red-shirted guys in a previous photo. Um, <clears throat> and you can, you can connect with Aaron. I'll let him share his personal story about that. But what I want you to know is that the day that you all prayed for Sabaya on January 15th, he saw God work in a big way in his life. So I want to ask you to go back. If you used that prayer guide, go back in there and open that book up to January 15th and read through what you prayed on that day. Um, and know that God heard your prayer and that Sabaya felt your prayer and he saw God at work. Um, all right. So these are some of the things that are evidence that, that I saw during this trip. I translate that into a couple of key things that are kind of takeaways, kingdom principles that really we can see hold true, um, even between the geographic and cultural differences. Um, the first one is related to prayer. And um, I'm going to just actually, I didn't tell Lily I was going to do this. I'm just going to read what Lily said to me <laughs> because she really summed it up really well um, in what she learned through this trip. 
Um, this is a picture of Lily and her prayer group here. Um, we had the opportunity to just share testimonies and prayer requests with um, groups of disciple-making leaders. So that's what Lily is doing here. Um, and I think that when I did that, I could see how much uh, prayer has impacted them um, and the things that are going on there. So Lily said, we can't skip prayer if we want to see people accepting Jesus and lives transformed for Christ. Everything we do, both in life and disciple-making, should be first and foremost directed by and covered in prayer. And I think that we're doing this here at New Day as well. Um, we can't expect God to move if we don't include him and we don't invite him into the process. And we do that through prayer. So, you know, I would encourage us to continue to do that. The second um, big kingdom takeaway for me is related to unity. And I should just say for a second, I made a list of kingdom takeaways and I had five of them that I thought I was gonna talk to you about and I had all these stories and then Aaron said, well, you only get 30 minutes. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> the second one is unity. And um, I told you earlier about Pastor Joel, who is in Katruni, who uh, learned about this disciple-making movement and his church embraced it. What I didn't tell you um, when I first mentioned that is that when we met Pastor Joel in Katruni, he had... Um, or we had arranged, he had arranged this gathering at his church building of a traditional church, and there were four other churches present. These are traditional churches from different denominations who all gathered together. This picture here is their leadership team. Um, Sabaya is in the red shirt there. He's part of the regional leadership team, but then in Katruni, they are so excited about this and so committed to it that they established their own local leadership team as well so that the four churches can work together to go out and reach their neighbors. Uh, the guy on the far left next to Sabaya, he's from the Catholic Church in Katruni. Um, his name is Joffrey. And then the guy in the striped shirt is uh, Pastor John, who was in my prayer and testimony group. Uh, Pastor Andrea is next to Pastor Joel. Um, so we got to actually see how these churches, these people from completely different backgrounds were coming together to do God's work. Um, and then what I wanna share with you next is that I'm seeing that happen here too. So this is something we're seeing there, we're seeing it here. Uh, this photo it was taken when Dr. Isla Tassi visited this summer. In the picture, you can recognize me, uh, Aaron, uh, Pastor Casey, uh, who's from Hub Life Church in Marshfield, and Carrie Berger uh, is there on the end as well. And then uh, Liz Coley and Marcus Constantine are next to Dr. Isla. They're from evangelical churches in the Milwaukee area. And next to them is Ross Nelson from a church up in Tomahawk. So this is an example of people from different backgrounds, different denominations here coming together in unity before Jesus so that we can follow him and work together to 
spread uh, God's word and love here in central Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula. Um, these people are part of a huddle group that every Monday morning and every Thursday morning, we come together and we pray for God to, to move here. We pray for God to, to guide us and to be at work. Um, and that's something that if you want to get involved in, again, talk to me. I would love to connect you with that opportunity. So uh, I have some next steps here that I would like to suggest. Uh, first of all, um, there are so many stories about the Samburu and Rendili people, about what's happening in Kenya, that, you know, I just don't have time to share in this small amount of time. Um, but if you want to know more about this relationship or the trip that we took in December, please reach out. Um, Aaron, Lily, Casey, and I, any one of us would be so excited to sit down and just talk about all of it. Um, we, ha we can share stories and pictures and we would love to do that. So please, you know, reach out to us if that's um, something that God is putting on your heart. Um, and then we're gonna have a time of reflection. And I just uh, would ask that you think about what God is calling you to do to contribute to people in your neighborhood and around the world becoming disciples of Jesus. So um, I think we have some uh, music that'll play and <clears throat> let's just, just go to God, invite him to, to guide your heart as you reflect on this.
All right. <clears throat> so we're going to have some time to discuss at our tables here in the room. And I would invite you, if you're tuning in uh, online, to share in the chat God's putting on your heart this morning. I think that's really encouraging, um, not just to the people in the chat, but to the people in the room here when, um, when we can share that with each other. So to, to recap on kind of the things that were my personal takeaways, um, two of the things that I touched on today, first of all, um, movement only happens with prayer. And so the, the importance of prayer and prioritizing that. And then unity of disciples is possible and powerful. Both of these are things that I saw in Northern Kenya and um, I see the impact of here as well. So thanks so much.